Hi, I'm Ren. I'm Sam. I'm Tosh. And, and we're, we're the, the T-Swift, T-Swift sisters. sisters. Welcome back to the T-Swift Sisters podcast, a Taylor Swift fan podcast for Swifties by Swifties. Before we begin today's episode, I just want to share a few things we missed while we are away. So a quick and cute little apology for missing last week. So last week while we were gone... On October 27th, Taylor Swift released a 1989 Taylor's version, which is probably going to be most of our episode today. Really excited to get into it and share our thoughts with you guys. And she also officially reached billionaire status. We had kind of talked about it and knew it was coming soon, but it's really fun that she actually crossed the threshold of the billionaire status on the same day that 1989 Taylor's version released. So we love that for her. Also regarding 1989 TV, the album became Taylor's 13th number one album. So I love that for her just because I know 1989 is her favorite child. So it's really special to know that it's also now her 13th number one album. So let's get to it. In today's episode, we are talking the release of 1989 Taylor's version, our thoughts on the vault, the restart of the Eras tour. I can't believe we're back in Eras season and some more album anniversaries in T-Swift history. Here's this week's Swift Scoop. All right, everybody, starting off strong with 1989, Taylor's version. Can we start with the prologue? Like, the prologue for this album is so amazing and well-written, and it shows so much growth from Taylor, like, from 2014 to now. Some of the things that she said there, you know, she kind of talks about how pretty much everybody was judging her for being a young woman at the time, and, like, how this album was kind of her way of being, like, F you really like I'm just gonna shake it off I love how she's like don't say it don't say it shake it off yeah she's like kind of like a middle finger to the media and like honestly it's well deserved even now in 2023 it continues to happen but so much like ridicule and hate towards Taylor for just living her life so we're gonna read a few little snippets from the prologue and then we'll just talk about it share our thoughts but there was like some things that really stood out to me uh that taylor pointed out in the prologue that i feel like we kind of really didn't realize or focus on maybe when the album first came out because we were too young slash like we didn't really understand what she was going through and i think that's probably like an age thing you know as you've grown up you you start to understand and relate more in a different way but i love 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 That she says, you see, in the years preceding this, I had become the target of slut shaming, the intensity and relentlessness of which would be criticized and called out if it happened today. The jokes about my amount of boyfriends, the trivialization of my songwriting as if it were a predatory act of a boy crazy psychopath, the media co-signing of this narrative. I had to make it stop because it was really starting to hurt. So she goes, she says that, and then she kind of goes on to talk about how her moving to New York and developing this album is all of her like response to that and really changing the narrative for herself because she was really like falling into what they were saying and taking it to heart. And this is kind of like her her return from that. So she closes out with, I was born in 1989, reinvented for the first time in 2014, and a part of me was reclaimed in 2023 with the re-release of this album I love so dearly. Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine the magic would sprinkle on my life for so long. So it's kind of talking about how this was her second album of the year. You know, this album truly is her baby, whether... It's, you know, everybody's favorite or not. It is, I think, a a really pivotal moment in Taylor Swift's, like, songwriting career in the sense that it's really her first pop album, the transition of her life. And then again, like, starting to become her own person, you know, walking away from the country music, walking away from the narratives of being boy crazy psychopath. She talks a lot about how she was kind of criticized for wanting so many boyfriends or having so many boyfriends. So she decided, okay, well, if I'm with all my girlfriends all the time, they can't say anything about that. And then they started using that as a narrative was, Mm -hmm. oh, is Taylor Swift gay? Oh, Taylor Swift and her pack. A little folklore reference there. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, all of those things in there, it's, it's that literally she can't do anything as an individual. And I think that's what makes this album so special. And what I really liked reading in the prologue. And I've 
been critical of it too. And maybe critical is not the right word because I'm never like, oh, Taylor Swift has had so many boyfriends. But I catch myself being like, oh, yeah, my favorite Taylor relationship, whatever. But that's also yeah. that's also connecting myself to the narrative, to being like, oh, yeah, Taylor and her boyfriends. Like, no, Taylor has had her relationships. There's no right. need for me to be like, oh, this guy's my favorite one, whatever. Like, we just want her to be happy at the end of it all, so. Right. And it's almost like, not not like dehumanizing, but like a little, like we never like talk about your friend as like, oh, my favorite ex of hers or my favorite relationship. Like, it's just like, I, I do agree, like the, I guess like intent behind the album and like the sort of like carefree, like this is me vibe of the album is like something that, is like really powerful, like even now with the re-release, because like we can obviously relate to it, like now being adults and seeing how she's reinvented this like pop album into being like a little more meaningful. Because I, like you said, I didn't know like that sort of back backstory or the history of the album. Right. Um, but now it's like, okay, that was a kind of like a very pivotal sort of moment because it was like, you know what, like, this is me, I'm going to do what I want. And I'm just going to shake off the haters because everyone's going to have something to say either way. And I think she said that in the prologue, like there was a line that was like every something of like, everyone's going to say something or not, or everyone, not everyone will like you or something like that. So right. I appreciate that about it a lot. And in, in the song Slut, like, I feel like that goes so hand in hand with what we're talking about and her being slut shamed. And it's like, well, you know what? If I'm going to be a slut, then I might as well do it, right? Like, yeah, let's go like, all out. If you're gonna, like, if you're going to make the shoe fit, like, might as well wear it kind of thing. Like, right. I think so much of it, too, is that we've seen how she's grown with her career and, like, our lives, the parallels of it and everything. And I, I constantly think about, and it's because of my own like personal attributions to this time in her life of when in Miss Americana, she's reflecting on this point and not necessarily the making of the album, but the after and going on tour and everything and how she's really struggling with her body image and her ED and all of those things. And, it, you know, sometimes those things are a result of all of this media created narrative, all of this slut shaming, you know, her her response to that was finding something that she could control and it ended up being her ed and it's just really nice to see where she is now and i think what i love a lot about this album too are the photos because she just looks so happy and it's like that it's that happiness that you look at somebody and you know that they're in a good place right now like they've reached where they wanted to be and i think that this time in her life now is when she can actually fully appreciate this album for even more than what she ever intended it to be. Right. And it's, it says, basically the stats are saying that it's true. You know, it's already her 13th number one album and it's been out a week, not even two weeks yet. And we, we said that when I feel like I remember having this conversation in the car when she announced 1989 TV and we saw the cover and she's like, smiling and it's the first cover of an album where she's actually teeth smiling mm -hmm. and like the happiness just radiates like even from the cover mm -hmm. so like yeah it, it's it is a happy album even though like the the background and like the maybe the intent isn't happy but yeah her reaction to it all is like so empowering well I I think that that goes with the meaning of the album right it's that everything everything that she had to go through to get to this state of grace this happiness now you know like everything that she fought for to have that new romantics energy to have that shake it off vibe like I love that and I think that I've gotten so much of an appreciation more now for the album than I did then I will say like I know it's not necessarily your favorite Tosh it has always been one of my one of my top albums it's always resonated well with me I think at this point in my life now like I have so much more appreciation for it and I love it just in a completely different way I think that the cover art now the photography everything the whole image surrounding the album is the perfect way to reclaim it because again like with the meaning behind the album itself this was definitely the most media claimed so just seeing her hanging out with you know two or more girls was suddenly you know the taylor swift girl squad um you know her stepping out in 
like those little skater skirts and, you know, the heels was, oh, Taylor Swift being the model, you mm-hmm. know, that era of the first 199, you know, very poised, very like model gang is so different from now where it's just carefree. Like this was the intent, intent behind, you know, that time in her life and everything. So I think it's the perfect just juxtaposition of what, society created for her during that time in her life versus what she wanted it to be. And it's nice to see that that growth in, in the album. Probably the most growth, I would say, between the first version and, and now. Yeah. And I also think like to that point, it is the first album where it is like a juxtaposition because I feel like with Speak Now, right? It was like same vibes, right? Yeah. Even on the cover, like it's purple, it's flowy dress. It's definitely giving that like whimsical enchanted vibe. With Fearless, it was the same. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is the first one where it's like somehow a different vibe because it's 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 happiness now. It's carefree now. It's actually her being herself, which is kind of really cool that I just actually figured that out. Like it's a yeah. release, but it's like different. Like it's yeah. a different vibe. Yeah. And I think it's because she's also living through it now, right? Because I how I kind of mentioned that even in 2023, like the media, the freaking NFL is still like everybody continues to pick apart every single thing that she does. And this time it's kind of like, She's not scared anymore. She's already lived through the original 1989 era. Now she actually gets to like have those feelings of like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, you know what? I'm I already know what you're going to say. Just leave me alone. I'm going to do whatever I want anyway. And I feel like we're truly seeing that with her hanging out with all of her friends, doing normal things like attending football games. Like that is so normal for Taylor. It's crazy to say, but like that's such a normal thing for her to do, and it's just really nice to see her like come full circle especially with this album knowing how much it means to her as an individual and like the switch in her career and like really her life so I love that I'm I just I honestly I have no remarks no bad things to say about the album can we talk vault tracks because I'm obsessed I think that's what I was gonna ask about next yeah Yeah. what are we thinking I I definitely have like a favorite yeah I have a ranking I have a I wouldn't say definitive because it definitely changes and I'm I think like last week I was like yeah like slut is not my favorite of the bunch but then like I catch myself singing it in my head so I'm like okay wait (laughs) I think I like you I think I I have like a very definitive number one okay and then the rest that's what changes for me too my number one like fights with each other mine has been Mm -hmm. the same and it has been is it over now okay i'm absolutely obsessed with that song like i think it is a bop and a half like i love it Mm -hmm. yeah i also really like say don't go yes (laughs) but besides those two i'm not gonna lie like I, i you know i like them because even the songs i don't like I will bop to and jam to Mm -hmm. but like the other vault tracks like they don't really like do it for me like the speak now vault tracks did okay okay fair I think my my fighting between number one and number two is is it over now and now that we don't talk I am so obsessed with now that we don't talk and like I'm mad at Taylor for not making it a longer song and it's funny because I was actually telling telling Sammy this last week but in the Tumblr voice notes she mentions that now that we don't talk is her shortest song ever and I was laughing because if you look at the timestamps of it it's like two minutes and 30 seconds and then like the next song is like two minutes and 50 seconds so like it's not really that far off (laughs) but you really feel it because you're jamming out so much and then all of a sudden it's like the next song and you're like wait no we I wasn't done I wasn't done with that yet please go back so true And she Mm -hmm. said it, she was like, it's my shortest, but it really packs a punch. Yeah, it definitely (laughs) packs a punch. And I have to say, you mentioned Say Don't Go. And this thought has been on my mind since October 28th. I can't say it was October 27th. It was October 28th. I had to listen to it a few times. Say Don't Go and also some parts of Slut are so high Mm encoded. And if you haven't heard it yet, now that I'm telling you, You'll never not hear it again. Like, say don't go more than slut, but say don't go is so high encoded. Okay, mm-hmm. that would make sense. I'm going to listen to it again now knowing that. It's really high encoded, but like, you have to think of like, 
honestly, like all of their albums, but really I'm just always thinking of something to something tell, to you. tell you. Yeah. Yes. But it's because like 1989 is really a like 80s synth pop inspired mm-hmm. album. And we know that like Haim draws a lot of their, their music from that era. But oh my God, like I can't unhear it. And the fact that they were so close at the time too in 2014 mm-hmm. is like when their friendship really started like coming together. It just gives me chills. Renee said that. it the same day that I discovered it. And I was like, oh my God, I was just thinking that, but I had no one to tell. Yes, 100%. The way like the background vocals are layered and the like drawing out of the echo in the vocals just okay it's a hundred percent I think maybe because when I was listening to it that day I was getting ready for Halloween so I was in my room like playing it versus when I listen to the album in my car whenever it drops I don't know maybe that difference in an environment I I just heard it perfectly I was like oh yes that's funny that you say that because the first time I heard it I was walking and I had my headphones on and then the second time I listened to it I was in the car and that's Mm -hmm. when I picked it up like in the car is when I was like whoa whoa I'll need to like listen to it and and report back yeah A hundred percent. I saw a TikTok on the song Now That We Don't Talk and how like in the credits, you know, like on the song lyric book thing, mm-hmm. um, it says Kitty Committee Studios in New York, New York. And she has a meow of one of her cats in the song. And like I had to like play it back to listen to it. But it's like after a certain line, it's after like truth is I can't pretend it's and then you hear a meow and like people on TikTok are like, which cat do we think it is? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's really cute. I knew about the Kitty Committee Studios. I had actually seen something about it and then I looked it up. So she has Kitty Committee Studios is what Taylor calls like her recording studio in her house. And she has a New York one and an L.A. one. So fun fact. That I didn't like. I found out that there's two. I didn't know about the cat though. Okay, this yeah. one. That's that's funny because it specifies it was the New York one. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. well, yeah, that's how Did I found it? out there's two because I was some um, like, Google searched Kitty Committee Studios and then I don't remember what album, but it shows up like L.A. and I was like, oh my god, I love that. Yeah. What do we think in general about just like other re-recordings? Like, did any stick out to you? Like like songs yeah sorry yeah Yeah. I was gonna ask like if there are any songs that you didn't like necessarily originally like the first go around and like Mm -hmm. if the re-record kind of changed that for you honestly for me like 1989 is like a little bit skipless for me like I think the only song that I skip is bad blood (laughs) to be honest and that's like a maybe like sometimes I listen to it, so bad blood is a skip. What? I know. Who am I? No, but I'm saying sometimes I actually listen to it just to do the chance. I Always. Cannot. Usually, like the the main like pop radio hits. Yeah, I they don't really do it for me just because I feel like they get overplayed. Right. But I feel like this time blank space and style i don't know it, it just kind of gives me that that revived feeling like ah i remember this it's like empowering i love it so i appreciate it more now than i did the first time around i get that and maybe it's because the first time around they were already singles before the album came out so you were already like yeah whatever kind of thing exactly i think for me a little bit new romantics just hits a little bit different for me like it goes like in a, a good little, way yeah it goes a little bit harder but i've definitely been like just listening to the vault tracks like over and over again and then recently mm-hmm. now is when i've started like just putting the album on shuffle and like breaking it down i think like like the songs i liked from 1989 are the same that i like on now. the re-release yeah but i i do really really like i know places and i didn't used to like go so hard to it but i can't i can't pinpoint if it's because it was a surprise song so like i have just this like fond appreciation or because like i really love the re-record of it but like i really go hard to it Both. i think like i know places clean and wonderland like back to back is like a solid like you know, three songs in a row on an album. Like I think right. like, mm. one of her top, like three songs in a row. Clean always made me emo and it still does. 
Yeah. Did you guys hear or see that there are voice notes for the vault tracks? They were published on Tumblr on the day that the album released. So if you know, the original 1989 deluxe version came with like little voice notes that Taylor recorded. I think we talked about it in the last episode. Yeah. It was so funny. But <laughs> she had some fun things to say about some of the vault tracks. And I just kind of wanted to point that out. Okay. So for Slut, it was actually Blank Space or Slut that was going to be on the album. And she ended up going with blank space for and I think I will say I think she made the right choice I think Can you imagine if she would have picked slut yeah like I feel like slut <laughs> is so much more tamed than blank space and like blank space really had its moment and I don't think that slut was going to be able to have the same kind of moment that blank space. no Not and I think time. people would have talked so much about even yeah. the title of the song like yeah. it wasn't fitting for for the moment it was perfect now Right. I will say when we were trying to predict like what the songs were like, I thought that one would be more poppy, more upbeat, more blank space esque. Yeah, right. But even because of the exclamation point, it sounds right. like it could be like a yelly kind of song. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. but I really like it. I like singing along to that one. It's, it's I like a vibe. singing it on to it too. It's a, it's a fun song. It's you know, yeah, it's good. Love it's it. there. Okay, is it over now? Is the sister to Out of the Woods? And I wish you would. And she truly belongs in the trilogy of songs. Love her. Wish that she was on the album, but glad that we have her now. Truly. Is it over now has the same like tune in some parts as out of the woods. So that connection is super clear. Yeah. I really like that one. I, yeah. I'm glad that, that it's all a, a top for us because it truly is such a masterpiece of a song. And yeah. I think it's the perfect way to end the album as well. Like it's a great signature, like off that era, off that time in her life. I love the vault trucks. I'm really happy with this album and like a little bit switching gears to like something that we're going to talk about later in this episode, but we can kind of also talk about it now is next re-release what we're thinking and like the only reason why i want to bring it up right now is because there is like a decent amount of clownery that it's going to be this friday november 10th which is also Mm -hmm. the anniversary uh it'll be the sixth anniversary of taylor's sixth album reputation and like that's why we're going to get into it in her story because we have we have to say stuff you know it's our it's at least two of our babies what do we think about it like do you think it is a possibility i don't know (laughs) i feel like it would just be so on brand to like for her to drop it and like i'm not a dumois truther honestly i cannot stand dumois i'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast and you like dumois like i'm i'm not a dumois truther but dumois did say that a certain artist was going to be releasing an album in november as a surprise and like taylor is gonna be back on the heiress tour on thursday she does have a show on friday november 10th i don't want it yet i don't want it yet i want it to i mean i'm biased because it's my favorite album but i just wanted to have like its own moment Moment. like i want that wow factor the build-up yes i rewatched the movie this friday And again, when Reputation came on, it was like still chills all over, just the hype. And I just want that feeling for the re-record release. Like, please. So would you, but would you be upset? What if she doesn't release the album and she says on November 10th, hey, by the way, Reputation Taylor's version. What if she does the announcement that the album's coming? Like the day, instead of releasing, just being like right. the album's coming out, she's like, actually, reputation's coming out. Like, what if, what if she on Friday has a new rep outfit in Argentina yeah. and it's like, hey, by the way, rep's coming out. No, it's an it's- announcement versus a release. Right. On November 10th. Yeah. How would you feel about that? I think I'd be okay. Okay. Cause I mean, then we get the build up. Then we're like, right. oh my then god, rep's coming. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of like little things about this. Like, People were pointing out that the like version, the word version on the 1989 cover, mm-hmm. um, the S looks like a snake. And <gasps> oh my then god, the, I'm looking at it. It do, it has a snake head. And then the What's 10 that? for the 10th, 10 and then the N for November. November. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, guys, I'm literally looking at it right now. It literally is a snake because I went to go look when I saw it. No, if you look, okay. 
if you're listening to this podcast and you have the Taylor's version album or vinyl next to you, here's how I know it's 1 million percent a snake next to the the 10N. The S and Taylor's. The Taylor's S does not have a snake head. So S, 10th, N for November. That's giving. Yeah, it's it's giving. Oh my goodness. I was not going to clown and now I have absolutely no choice. Besides that, I was ready to talk about this. Besides that, someone on TikTok got a 1989 vinyl shipment. With with black confetti. Yeah. That's I saw that. I don't think that's, that's a big deal. I don't think that's a big deal. Dude, they've been shipping out Era's merch for months. They have so much confetti in so many colors. I really don't think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal. For one person, if you're telling me a hundred people, a thousand people, how many people? A million people bought the album. Five hundred thousand people got it. If half the people got oh, it, with a black lot confetti. of people are commenting on it. Like I got it too. Saying only black. Yeah, like like saying that there was that they had a black confetti too. I don't know. I, a lot of people have gotten one black star. <laughs> I just don't. I just think they have so much merch. Like, I'm sorry, what person at UMG at the UMG warehouse is literally packaging this and being like, okay, I'm gonna put three ten stars in this confetti, right. three black stars in this confetti. Like, I just think I just think it, it, it's it's more that it means that there's black confetti that's like kind of like next to shipments because it's going to happen soon and they're going to release rest like accessible yeah that's like, why i'm saying there's, they're still selling era's merch though in the era's merch you get black confetti i see what both of you are saying i really do but then why aren't there mistakes of other color i guess they wouldn't post about it maybe yeah i mean like I if guess. you get a bunch of colors you're like whatever but if you get if you're the one person that only gets black confetti you're gonna be like heck yeah let me ride this wave i'm just saying i think it means that merch rep merch will drop because the announcement will come i'm gonna say a million percent this is accurate this s snakehead 10n i'm going with that that's verified checked in my clown mm-hmm. book i i don't think i can accept yeah the black confetti is currency today. I mean, it makes too much sense. It's something's going to happen on Friday. No words. And there's a show date. It's just, it is. Right. There's a show date. Yes. (laughs) No, we're definitely going to have to talk about it. Something's definitely happening on Friday. We'll see. And I will, I am willing to apologize if the black confetti. But the thing is, I don't know if reputations announced. I still, I we can't still won't say, know. Yeah. Yeah. I still can't say if the black confetti is associated, you know? I think it just speaks to it being accessible by shipments. That's all. Okay. That's I, all. I can mm-hmm. agree with that. I will take that as currency. Okay. But <laughs> shifting gears a little bit again, Eras Tour is restarting. So, I mean, we kind of just talked about a little bit what we think might go down this weekend at Eras. Do you guys think that if rep is announced on friday whether it's the actual album coming out or just an announcement that the album is coming out soon do you think Mm -hmm. that she would wear a new outfit and slash like do you think she's going to wear new outfits in general i could see her changing the outfit based on when she's ready to announce kind of going off the same vibe as 1989 and she did it in speak now too she changed the outfits I can and see like, that. Rep has one outfit. How many times are we yeah. going to see the same exact rep outfit? Like, can we at least change the color of the snake a little bit? They we were need saying more ideas. <laughs> we they like I was reading or something that it's like because her reputation never changes. So I don't know. Yeah, okay. I said that too. Like I'm what thinking that new outfits are are definitely gonna happen. Okay, like I for just, every era or like yeah, just some eras. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I just don't know if rep will change because of that. Like if that really is the meat, like why she hasn't changed it, I don't know that she would. Do we also think that like the set list will change slash like 1989 set list? Okay, that was a question that I was going to ask you as well because a lot of people have been talking about maybe the reason why some songs were cut out of the Eras Tour film. I mean, it's just like a just a little something that they've been saying is like maybe that's because they will change on the on the actual set list. Like I just really don't see her switching up the Archer, so I don't know if that's like I take that with a grain of salt, but I did. I, I was kind of wondering the same thing. Like I'm thinking maybe I honestly think she might change wildest dreams for new romantics 
Taylor mm-hmm. loves that song. She loves that song. She made it a single, even though it was like a bonus track. It was on the set list for 1989 World Tour. I could maybe, I was going to say like, maybe she switches Bad Blood, but I think Bad Blood is like too involved with with the how with the lover house and like the chant and everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't put it past her to not change the set list. Yeah. Like I, I'll say, I'll say this. I won't be surprised if she changes it and I won't be surprised if she doesn't. True. Yeah. I think the break was the perfect setup to allow for a change in set list. Right. Um, you know, they move fast and, you know, even a short amount of time like it was is enough probably to make little tweaks and changes. And let's see what it was for. Yeah. And going back to that too, there's time, right? And we've also had the Eras tour film now. So people know what to expect. So maybe she's like, oh, I am going to change it up a little because everybody already went to see like the Eras tour film. Let's kind of make it different and a little fun. That's why I think she could change the outfit because she's going to go to so many places, not yeah. only needing to like literally update, you know, an outfit either because it's been worn in a lot or whatever. I think it, you know, after a certain point, she's going to want to, you know, change it up a little bit. Yeah. I'm Can't excited. We I have know. a few weeks now of the Eras tour and then she's off for Thanksgiving and then she kind of starts right up again. And then just a few weeks in December and then January, February, I think is when we really kick off back like crazy stuff. So we'll have to see because maybe if there's no changes now, that's not to say that in the new year, sure. when the new year starts up again, the Eras tour just like is completely different. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe but- she'll change it up after the reputation release. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Okay. All right. So, oh, and then last question before we move on from the Eras tour restarting again. I can't believe it. I wish we were going to somewhere (laughs) international. But do you think that she's going to like restart all of her surprise songs again? I mean, obviously, we know that with the amount of surprise songs that's left, like at some point, she's going to have to start repeating songs because there's just too many stops on the tour. Yeah. But like, do you think it would be now or like maybe do we think that's like the January break is when she starts recycling them? That's a good question. I could see her restarting it now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What were you going to say? No. Nothing. No. Yeah. That's why I said, okay, because Natasha didn't say anything. I said, that's a good question. That's what I said. (laughs) Well, I could see her restarting it now because every time (coughs) we would watch out for another show's surprise song. So we would always be like, ah, oh, they're winning. They won tonight. Or, you know, they got our favorite. So in the end, like everyone's going to want a song that was already played. I know we, we did too. So I don't really see it being a big deal, whether it's pushed off or like starting now. Okay. I think yeah. she's going to focus a lot on 1989 for surprise songs too. Like, But right she now. already did. So I feel like she'll probably do Vault. Like, like Vault. Yeah, vault yeah. Now. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she already did like all of 1989, which goes back into the question of like, is she oh, going to play it again? But I know mm-hmm. like some people have been saying like, oh my God, we're going to, because international now, it's all the stuff is going to be ahead of our time. So like surprise songs will be at like 9 a.m. kind of thing. <laughs> Jeez. I don't think that I'm going to be devoted to surprise songs the way I was when it was like the America tour because like in America it was I was also personally involved like okay what are we going to get like let's yeah. the probability yeah. of getting this song that song like we'll try to update you guys as much as possible but I don't think we're going to do the weekly updates of like yeah like the daily updates of here's what was lost this weekend kind of thing you know like we the love time you guys make it hard we love you guys but mm-hmm. we have lives and work and school and time difference so well we what we will do for you is direct you to the account who are gonna still be doing that right. so that you can give them a follow a fellow swifty and you can stay up to date there while listening to our podcast how about that okay and love to the international swifties that are going to be going through this surprise song absolutely absolutely i'm so excited for you guys everybody is just literally about to like 2024 is going to be amazing for international swifties and like the remainder of 2023 i'm really excited i am i'm really happy that you guys got your opportunity so with that being said Our last Swift scoop this week is Taylor Swift Herstory. And this one's exciting because it's literally just album anniversaries. So starting strong with November 10th, 
2017, Taylor Swift released her sixth studio album, Reputation. It was Taylor's last album with Big Machine Records, and instead of using press to promote the album, she cleared her website and all of her social media accounts. She started back up again right before Look What You Made Me Do was announced, and she had like the video of the snake on her Instagram. What a time. So the album's lyrical scope is split into two, with one side being about the downsides of fame and the other about falling in love amidst the tumultuous times she was facing when writing the album. Rep was Taylor's fourth consecutive album to debut atop the U.S. Billboard 200, (laughs) but it debuted atop the U.S. Billboard 200 with first week sales over 1 million copies. It was the best-selling album by a female artist of 2017, and it was nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album at the 61st Annual Grammy Awards. If you watched Miss Americana, then you know that Taylor was really pushing for Reputation to be nominated for Album of the Year. Unfortunately, it was not nominated nominated and she did lose the best pop vocal album that year at the grammys to sweetener by ariana grande how do we feel we kind of be alive (laughs) we kind of already talked about rep tv and the announcement and everything so let's talk about the original rep era you know this one is like it's a little bit emo because it's so fresh i feel like i feel like it just happened i i don't want to think that our senior year of college was six years ago and that this album came out on the day that we were traveling to disney to celebrate my 21st birthday at food and wine festival like who let us get old that's insane i remember listening to like the leaked album on our counter and you like walked in and you were like i don't want to listen i don't want to listen i need to wait and i was like this is the first time i've done it but i'm listening Absolutely not. I am not a leaker, Natasha. I am once. That's funny that you listen to the leak one for this album and you don't have like such a strong connection with this album as you do the others. Like I know you don't like re- reputation is in a top for you, yeah. but you went out of your way. I know. I know. Leak. I know. On I'm Google surprised. Drive. On Google, Google Drive. Drive. I remember <laughs> you listened to it on Google Drive and I'm really like, I just want to say kudos to you for being honest about having listened to the album as a leak because I remembered that but I didn't want to call you out on it oh I yeah I did not want to call you out on it I wasn't sure how you were going to approach that oh it's all good (laughs) yeah kudos to you for being honest about listening to the album leaked somebody emailed it to you I remember yeah I'm not gonna say who but yeah 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 (laughs) I remember that and I was like you know what I'm I'm gonna do it (laughs) I literally not listen to leak no, I remember so vividly walking by the kitchen just with my finger in my ears. Like, I am not doing it. it we were like two hours away from midnight. I was like, Natasha, please just yeah. wait the two hours. <laughs> it was like the same like afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impatient. Like by the time she finished listening to the album, it was actually already released on (laughs) Apple Music. My quality was somehow better. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I do remember though. I don't know if it was the day after. I don't remember exactly when the rep magazines came out because I feel like it was, it was closer to when we were going home for Christmas or maybe Thanksgiving. Maybe that's what it was that we drove. We left school early and drove to Target to pick up the magazines and get them. I remember that. Good times. I remember literally time and place when she cleared her Instagram and she started doing like the tiles for the snake. And I was like, what is this? Like it wasn't clear. It was a snake. It looked kind of weird. So I Mm -hmm. had no idea what she was going for. And then when Look What You Made Me Do came out, all I could say was, wow, this is such a different sound for her. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. know how to process it. Who knew that that album would be what it is for me today? I'm curious to see how my connection is, if at all, different with the re-record to the original and how maybe like where I'm at in my life, I might have a different connection to it. That's the exciting I get part. That. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. I'm so yeah. nervous about Vault Tracks because, like, <gasps> I feel like I hold this album so closely to my heart that, like, for every other album, I'm excited about Vault Tracks. But for this one, I find myself nervous because I'm like, 
this is already the perfect album to me. I don't know if I want anything else. Like I like mm-hmm. I just like leave my baby alone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think and, like, she's I feel have like features on the vault? I don't know because there were no, oh there were features yeah. on the album. Wow, um, I will be really mad if Future and Ed Sheeran do not come back for Endgame. No, like they need to. They need- I think they will. They okay. are this song. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm really like nervous slash excited. I will say I that, I, that I'm really excited for merch, but I don't know why because the rep original rep merch was so beautiful and perfection that like I don't know if I really trust UMG to to do right by my baby so oh man you're right I didn't uh, I'm just worried for my wallet when it comes to rep merch I'm worried oh I thought you were not me being like are you gonna buy a new wallet (laughs) I thought it was that because the 1989 merch has like one of those like the velcro wallets or like the wallet inserts or something I was like wait babe did you buy that yeah I was like oh I need a snake wallet immediately I'm nervous for the wallet I pre-ordered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vault tracks, I get that because it's almost like you want to protect the album for what it is. And I don't know, vault tracks can take it either way. I have high hopes. It it really goes hard that I think I think we're in for it when it comes to vault tracks. She might have something like really good for it. So yeah. And I'm excited for the new era of people who get to appreciate this album on the level that we do, because I feel like Reputation is very much an album for the fans, just because so much of the fan base was gone or like, you know, yeah. we're not Taylor fans, whatever. So, you know, I, I do have my thoughts and feelings about people who weren't around in 2016 or like were Taylor fans, then hated Taylor in 2016 and then came back a little bit after rep because Taylor became cool again. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, but I'm also ready for them to appreciate this album the way that we did. I think I'm I'm ready to be open to the idea of more people being Taylor fans. I love that for you. As as bad as it is to say, like I mean it in the nicest way possible. Like I'm excited that we all get to do this together. It's like I think mostly because when you watch Miss Americana, you see how proud Taylor was of this album and then how she thinks that literally everybody hates it. And it's like, no, yeah. like we need you to understand that we love it. We love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't listen to Natasha. <laughs> it's a good one. Hey, I like it. It's just not a top. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just not a top because we listened to it so obsessively in like 2017. Like that that could be factual. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll just say it's that. <laughs> so on November 11th, 2008, Taylor Swift released her second album, Fearless. Love. The album opened at number one on the Billboard 200 chart with sales of more than half a million copies in its first week. At the 52nd annual Grammys, Fearless won Album of the Year and Best Country Album. So weird to think back on her country era. Oh my I gosh. Know. Especially after talking about rep. (laughs) True. At the time, Taylor was the youngest artist to win Album of the Year, and she held the record until the 62nd annual Grammy Awards when Billie Eilish won the award at 18 years old. Go Billie Eilish. Love that for her. Yeah. I can't believe Taylor was so young, like with this album and getting Grammys, like Album of the Year for it. I feel like we we recently talked about her receiving album of the year for this first for this album when we talked about 1989 being the second album of the year that she received and it's just like I feel like we didn't even then Taylor didn't know I don't think she ever knew that she would be where she was now but like she had to have known she was going to be big when literally her second album ever was out album of the year my goodness like how has it been since 2008 the songs that people know from taylor swift the most are i was gonna say romeo and juliet because that's what people call it love story and you belong (laughs) with me like that's insane we always said that was such a big karaoke song like when we think of oh what should we do like what taylor song should we do for karaoke like what'll get the crowd going we're like Oh, yeah. Love story, obviously. Wait, when we performed karaoke in Boone, what did we per- what did we perform? Wasn't did it we- love story? I was going to say. I, I thought, thought it was. was you- 
Was it one of the two though? You belong. It was definitely either you belong with me or love story. No, you're right. I think it was love story because we had this conversation. It was a group of guys who picked them. So just think of okay. But speaking of that performance and that song, like you have the videos, right? Because I know people took their phones. Yeah, we're gonna have have to. I think we're gonna have to share them on our socials so that our our followers can see how much fun Taylor's of karaoke is, and you know. A little, it was really fun. A little um, snippet yeah. of us. But that being said, like Fearless is such a special album, especially in Taylor's career at the time of our lives. You know, November 2008 was really when we were truly all becoming besties. Oh, yeah. I was right. It was You Belong With Me. Sorry. What did you say? <laughs> no, we're just literally recording the pod and you're doing I, I, this. I forgot. I'm so sorry. I forgot. It was You Belong With Me. <laughs> It's just a special album through and through. And like, I can't, you know, you guys know Fearless just makes me an emo queen. So, (laughs) but our last album anniversary in this week's Taylor Swift Herstory is November 12th. I can't believe it's been two years already. November 12th, 2021, Taylor Swift released Red Taylor's version. So before we talk about, like the little fun things about the album. I just want to say the album was originally supposed to be released on November 19th, but Taylor announced on September 30th that we'd be getting it one week earlier. And she probably did this because she knew that if she allowed Red Taylor's version to be released on November 19th, I would absolutely be the most insufferable human being on this planet. Yeah, you'd be too powerful. She couldn't do it. She knew what she was doing. She was like, Ren's birthday? Mm, let me just make some phone calls. It's going to be November 12th now. So it's cool, though. I think like November 18th or 17th is the I Bet You Think About Me music video. And I really love that music video. So I'll take it that. It is as, a good one. Yeah. yeah. I'll take that as a little B-Day gift, you know. And this one is close enough to my birthday. Right. So. Sure. She wanted you to know the lyrics to the vault tracks mm-hmm. on your birthday. That's it true. was a gift. It was a gift. So that by the time there my birthday go. came around, whatever I did, it was going to involve me singing right. Red Taylor's version. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah. So Red TV features 30 tracks, 20 of which were on the original deluxe album released in 2012. Red TV has so many songs. It Yeah, it does. I don't wow. think I realized how many. So many. Like 30 songs yeah. is literally so much. Yeah. But it's because if 20 were on the original deluxe album, like, I think the original, original album only has like 13 tracks, right? It ends with Begin Again. And then we mm-hmm. have all the extra versions of like all this other stuff, you know, remixes, Sammy's favorite. No, but we have bonus tracks. We have Ronin. We have State of Grace acoustic version. What else? That's only 15 already. I don't know. But 20 were on the original deluxe. And then mm-hmm. the vault tracks take us to 30. 10 is a lot of vault 10 tracks. 10 is a lot of vault yeah. tracks. It's definitely the most vault tracks on any of the albums we received. I think Fearless had a good amount too, right? Mm-hmm. I think Fearless had around that much. Yeah. I remember being like, maybe she, after releasing those two albums, she was like, damn, I got to start putting out less vault tracks. There's yeah. more songs that I have to remember. <laughs> then she's going to have like a vault track only album. Or right. Something. Literally. Can you imagine? But two years later, what do we have to say about Red Taylor's version? You know, like what's your favorite vault track now after all this time has passed? Those go hard. Just... They do go hard. It is a good group of them. But I feel like only some of them go hard. I was going to say that there's like good. Some are very mellow. There's high highs and there's kind of like low lows, I think. Yeah. I think All Too Well 10 Minute Version is obviously a favorite. Like I think if I were to take that one out. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Like I feel like that one's a cult classic at this point. Yeah, yeah. I really like Message in a Bottle and The Very First Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The very first night is probably my my favorite bolt track on that album. I would say probably Message in a Bottle too. I think last year, like my top song of the year was the very first night. So wow. in my Spotify wrapped. Those are so good. And you really like Forever Winter. Yeah, oh, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. I do really like Forever Winter, but now that I know the background of the song is like really sad. Yeah. I'm not gonna talk about it on the pod. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need a trigger warning. So please, if you want to learn about the background of the song, do some research. It is really sad. And like, it kind of 
ruined the song for me a little bit in the sense that like oh. I listened to it and I'm like, I love this song. Oh my God, this is so sad. Yeah, I get that. So oh. I do love Babe. I love I honestly love I bet you think about me goes hard for me. It's one of those that it's like really fun to sing along to, like finding yes. the right vocals to match. Yes. I can no, I, you doing yes. that. Yeah. <sighs> I bet you do that. I bet you think about me. <laughs> I really like the part where she goes like, oh my God, she's insane. She wrote a song about me. That part's fun to sing. What that part, part can is you sing it for us? No, thank you. Can you go full Renee throttle, can. please? Like I already did it. <laughs> I don't have pena. <laughs> Sammy, what are yours? Yeah, the I love Forever Winter. Babe, I haven't really gone back and listened to it, but I remember I had that one on repeat because that one's also RJ, my boyfriend's favorite on the vault tracks. Okay. Um, but I again, I think there's so many that I just literally forgot it existed. I didn't remember Babe until... <laughs> Renee just I knew she was going to do it too she was like, I forgot that you I know it. I know that's you why know, I try to say it fast I can't do it I can't miss the opportunity ever I'll be talking to somebody who doesn't even know what it means and they say it and then I like I to word vomit every time <laughs> oh my god I just Wait. mouthed it okay Natasha's the one that made a scene I heard you whispering it. Your mic thing, your your screen turned yellow. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so babe. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Okay, another one that's really fun to match vocals to is Better Man. I knew you were gonna say that. That because it is like I know. I know. God, it's let it come on your Spotify and start listening to it, and then in two minutes you're gonna be matching your vocals and being like, This is so much fun. Better Man is a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps up this week's episode of the Tea of Sisters podcast. Before we log off, please remember to follow our podcast on your listening platform by clicking the plus button next to our show and give us a rating. Please also remember to follow us on social media for live Taylor Swift news updates like merch drops. I hope you guys scored your 1989 Taylor's version cardigans. You know we're here for you. Even if we're not getting stuff from the drops, we're uploading and sharing the link with you guys so you can snag it really quickly and tavis content oh my god we didn't receive any crumbs we've had no crumbs recently although i did see some crumbs today on people they shared that like travis kelsey is now the leading all-time something in the nfl in the history of the entire nfl and taylor swift liked the post so crumbs i guess that's like not even bird feed that's less than bird feed that's dust <laughs> it's dust bunnies all right you can find us on instagram and tiktok at t sisters pod or twitter slash x at t sisters thanks for savoring this week's swift scoop we hope you had your fill of all things taylor swift and we'll see you next week right here on the t sisters podcast bye bye bye